welcome to this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net. Fantastic. Welcome to church this morning, and it's always an honour to uh, share the word. And uh, we've been doing a series on the life of Jesus uh, for the last, feels like the last couple of months. Um, and we've had John Pennycook for the last three weeks talking about the invitations of Jesus. We had Chris before that talking about following Jesus, the Beatitudes, going up a mountain, being committed, and Ruth preaching about a foundation and how much Jesus healed. So it's been a great series, but we're wrapping it up today. And uh, get the podcasts and, uh, and, and you'll, you'll remember the bits that God touched you and spoke to you during those services. God's always looking to speak to you and to just reveal just that little bit more of Him. There's always something more of God for you, yeah? There's always something more of God. And, uh, and, and just remember the next Sunday, the encounter service, there's more of God there too. We had a, a great encounter service last month and you want to come to those and just where you can, just come. We, we just had a real prophetic time. Aaron did this awesome painting and I think everyone got a word except for Caleb. And just, uh, I don't know why, he was in the drums and we forgot about him. It's, um, but yeah, we were prophesying and God was moving and and he was just, he just says encouraging things. He says good things and he wants to speak to you and speak to your future. But today, as we conclude on the life of Jesus, I want to look at what was in Jesus. What was in Jesus. I loved what Cale was talking about because he's in a real moment, isn't he? Where is he? He's just out dreaming about his bride somewhere. He is, he's, he's on kids, but he's not really on kids, you know what I mean? He's on dreaming about his bride. That's what he's on for the next like, six months or so, I think, until he gets married. It's, just, he's, it's what's going on on the inside of him. That's what's happened. Some of you guys have been there. Some of you guys remember. And you go to a wedding, it's always awesome because you remember, oh, that was awesome. You know, I remember my wedding. And, and, uh, and, but that's not always the case, is it? We're not always in those moments. Sometimes, you know, you're at the other end of the spectrum where it's just not really happening like that in the inside, what's on the inside of you. There's all kinds of things that, that come up and all kinds of things that go on. But there is a work of God. There's a work of God in you. There's a work of God in you. And most of the time, the work of God is actually in you to show you who He is, to make you more like Him. And this is what God wants for us is to have this work going on on the inside. And what was on the inside of, of the Lord? What was on the inside of Jesus? And what's on the inside of you right now? Are you like Cale and just in, in Love Street? Or are you down Oppression Street? Or are you off on a fence, sitting on a fence, sitting up on an offence, up on the offence, just looking on at what God is doing? I mean, these things come and they come and they go. And they come and whatever's going on on the inside of you, God knows about it. God wants to touch you in that place. He wants to work in that place. A lot of people are actually medicated for anxiety these days. They've just got anxiety going on. Well, there's so many. And, uh, and, and I, I have uh, a team of staff and 
it's interesting working with people all the time because what's on inside of them is what you often get. And the Bible actually says that out of the heart, the mouth speaks. And some of them have just got some criticism going on in there and they just get critical. And some of them have just got a real sort of hole in their whole value system and they're just looking for value and looking for searching for different things. And there's so many holes and so many things going on on the inside of people. But what is on the inside of Jesus is actually given to all of us. And through the cross, through His death and resurrection, all of what is in Jesus is available to you. All of it. All of it is available to you through the cross. If I take a seed and I plant it in the ground, I'm going to actually grow whatever is in that seed. That seed will actually die and new life will come. If it's in the right environment, if it's placed in soil and not on just rocks. Now I grew some tomatoes this year and guess what? I grew tomatoes because I planted tomatoes. And then a wallaby came and ate half of a bush and I ended up, I, it took months and I, it looked awesome and I got three tomatoes off and I thought, far out, am I going to do this next year? So I just pulled that plant out, I've got a few chilies there now and I've planted some coriander and I'm thinking, I wonder if this wallaby's going to eat my coriander. But anyway, that's what I got because that's what I planted. And I'm telling you, Jesus was planted in this earth and in this earth, right in this earth is all that was in Him is available to you. And don't think contrary to that because it is. It is the truth. And so what is in Jesus? What is in Jesus? God is really, really smart and He knows what you need. He knows all about you. He knows what happened yesterday. He knows the words that you're going to speak tomorrow. Before anything is is happening to you, He knows about you. He knows where you come from. He knows where you're going. He's got great plans for you. He knows about you. And he knows what's going to happen. And he's really, really smart. So he put everything that you need is put into Jesus. And it's released through the cross. When you receive Christ as your Lord and Saviour, you step into a place of an inheritance. You step into a place where it's all available. Heaven is open. Heaven is open in the earth. If you wonder where heaven is, it's in God. It's in Christ. It's right there. And so if we can look at John chapter 1. Let's go to that passage because it is awesome. John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In the beginning was the Word. You know there's two beginnings in the Bible. There's creation beginning, and then there's Word. The Word. In the beginning was the Word. He was there. Jesus, in the beginning. You know you can have two beginnings. You can have two beginnings, but you can, you can only have... Two beginnings or two endings. You're all going to get one beginning and that's when you're born. But you can have a second beginning and that second beginning will stop you having a spiritual death. It will give you spiritual life. And this is what God wants to give you is to be born again, is to have a second beginning. And that second beginning starts when you invite Jesus into your heart as your Lord and your Saviour. And I know a lot of you have done that here. But if you need to get right with God, then today is a fantastic day. I mean, just look outside. The weather's awesome. I got saved in a day and the sun was shining. Praise the Lord. In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God and He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life and that life was the light of all mankind. The first thing that was in Jesus was life. Was life. Was life. That's right. In Jesus was life. And that's what God knows. He's really smart. 
He knows you need life. He knows you need life. And where does he know you need, you need it? In your spirit. You need life in your spirit. And that's what's given to us in Jesus is life in your spirit. And it comes from when you're with God. It comes from when you're with God. Look at it. He was with God and in him was life. And I'm telling you, if you live your life with God, you'll get life in your spirit. That's as simple as it is. You'll get life in your spirit. And if you look at Jesus, if you read through the Gospels and read through what he did, he was often going out to be with his Father. He was often withdrawing to a place where he could be with with God. And he was always with God. And I'm telling you, God's name is Emmanuel. He's always with you. And I want to ask you this morning, are you with him? Are you with him this morning? Because he might be there. He's always there. And you might just not be aware of it. And we all do that. We go to work and this thing happens and something else happens or we live or we're school or uni or wherever our lives are at. We're not always 100% aware of God's presence. We're not always standing like we are in church, praise the Lord, as I go to work today. I'm not always doing that. You know, I'm thinking about this thing that I've got to do and that thing that I've got to do. But God is always with us. He's watching over us. He sees all that's going on in our minds and in our hearts. And He's always with you. And I want to ask you this morning, are you with God? Because when you are with God, that's when you have life in your spirit. That's when you have life with your, in your spirit. And He's really smart. He knows that you need life in your spirit. That He was with God. Bit of a pause. Almost going to be awkward if I keep going. All right. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The life shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. Let's go to John's testimony. Let's just skip forward just a little bit to John's testimony. Then John gave this testimony. And this is the second thing that was in Jesus. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. And I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. With the Holy Spirit. God is really, really smart. Once you get life on the inside, he wants to give you just that little bit more. He wants to actually give you himself to burn, to, to have a fire going on the inside of you, to, to give you something extra, to give you power to serve Him, to give you power in serving Him, not just to serve Him and to know Him, but power in it. And so it goes beyond what you can naturally do in your own strength. And we sing about God gave me strength. And well, I think we were singing it before and I've forgotten the words, but in my weakness is His strength. And it's the strength of His Spirit coming in and really kicking things into gear and really making things, getting something going in there that is not naturally you. And we, we read about Jesus and he would baptise in the Holy Spirit. He went out into the desert and when he came back from waiting on God, he came in power. He came in power. God wants you to have power. God wants you to have power on the inside. He wants you to have faith and he wants you to go on this journey with him, with this person living on the inside, God living on the inside of you. We have several pregnant ladies here. We do. Beautiful. And uh, they've got something going on on the inside. And it's not who ate all the pies, let me tell you. It is a person in there. And it's absolutely incredible, especially as they get bigger. 
and then they come out, and I'm thinking, how did that even fit? Um, well, that was what it was like with my babies, um, which we just had one uh, three weeks ago, tomorrow. So, you know, and, and they come out, and, and then they're saying, oh, she's a, just a healthy baby. Well, gee, she's big. I'm thinking, four kilos isn't that big. And then I'm thinking, but gee, and then I walk past another little baby that was half the size, and I'm like, okay, she's big. So, you know, and, and there's a person in there. And physically, we, are, we have a space within us where a, a certain person fits. A certain person fits in there, and his name is the Holy Spirit. And this is God on earth. And he will come to you, and he will come to you if you ask for him. And he will come to you if he, he will come to you if you wait for him. Jesus said to his disciples, "Go into the city and wait in this room." And what were they doing in there? Well, they were praying. They were doing what he told. They were doing what Jesus told them to do. And that's when the Holy Spirit will come on you. When you pray, when you wait on God, when you go after God, when you seek God, He will give you the Holy Spirit. And He's really, really smart. He knows what you need. He knows you need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came on Jesus. When Jesus was baptised, a baptism of repentance, I give over my old ways of living. I give over myself. I lay it down and I come up out of the water to a new life. It's letting go of the old and it's taking on the new. It's turning away from my ways and turning to His ways. And it's a gift of God. Repentance is a gift of God so that we can have freedom on the inside. So, But why did Jesus have to have this baptism? He's, he's perfect. He doesn't need to repent. He just, he's just submitting. He's just surrendering. And the guy came from heaven he came from God in heaven, came to earth, came all the way from heaven, to, from glory, from, from that place that you hear things about and you wonder about and you look forward to one day. He came from there to earth. He surrendered all the way down as a baby in a manger, in a stable. You know the story. I mean, what a place for the King of Kings to be born. In that place, all the way down. And then as he started his ministry, he went down again down into the water and the Holy Spirit comes on us when we surrender, when we give it over to, to His will and not mine. Your ways, not my ways. He will come on you and your life will be changed. Your life will be different. Your life will have power in it. All things will work together for good for those that love God and are called according to His purpose. And His purpose is for you to have anointing and power and to move forward and believe God. We just got to lay it down. And surrender. And finally, Jesus surrendered it at the cross. And after that, the Holy Spirit came on everyone. Well, not everyone, but came on the disciples. And it was just birth. And the opportunity is for everyone. For everyone. And it is for you. And He knows what is best for you. And He wants to give you all of Him. All of Him in the Holy Spirit. All right, the third thing that I just want to look at this morning of what was in Jesus. What was in Him. What was in Jesus? If we go to John again, chapter 1, uh, in verse 14, it says, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. Well, the message version puts it that He became a man and He moved into the neighborhood. He moved in among us. And we have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out saying, this is the one I spoke about when I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. 
Out of his fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace already given. Or it says blessing on blessing. Or the message goes gift on gift on gift. And this is what God wants for us. More of God, more of God, more of God. And it says, for the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ on, at his death. And with resurrection power, grace and truth were released into the planet. Grace and truth were fully released into the planet. Every time Jesus went out and spoke, he spoke truth. He spoke truth. And truth has a certain effect on the inside of you. And he said things like, I tell you the truth. He said to Nicodemus, when this Pharisee comes to him at night and wants to know more about him and is curious because he's seen miracles, Jesus says to him, I tell you the truth. I tell you the truth. And he says, a man must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. A man must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven, to see God clearly. And so he speaks truth and he exudes truth. Truth is just coming out of him all the time. Truth out of Jesus. Truth the truth about who God is, the truth of God. He said, I am the way, the truth and the life. He was truth, truth to you today. Truth in your mind, truth in your heart, truth in your spirit, truth. See, sin has this containing effect and God hates sin. Sin has this sort of destroying effect and God doesn't hate people, He hates sin. So to get rid of it, He sends truth and he wants you to have truth in your spirit, truth in your mind, truth in He wants you to be full of truth, full of truth and full of grace. He prayed just before he went to the cross in John chapter 17, verse 17. He says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. He's praying for all believers everywhere. He's praying for us in that moment. Sanctify them by truth. Set them apart. Let the refining work, the polishing effect of the word of God Work in them so that my reflection comes through. Not, not your reflection, not the reflection of Byron, but the reflection of Jesus comes through you. And this is what God wants to do in your life. And He hasn't forgotten about the work that He started in any of you. And the work that He started, He's still got His finger on that work and He's still wanting to work that work. And whether you are aware of it or not, whether you've let that work go on the side and your passion may have waned a bit, He's still intent on working truth and letting that sanctifying, set apart, holy work of the Word of God work in you. And this is what He wants and this is what He has given us and He is very smart. He wants you to be filled with truth in your mind, in your spirit, in all of you so that you will exude truth. Truth is very powerful. The Holy Spirit will take the truth and just work it in you so that it flows through you and manifests the grace of God. They work together, grace and truth, full of grace and truth. This work of truth so that you can say God is good, so that you can say God is good, so that you can not just hear about God, but you can experience Him, that you can experience Him. And if I say, look, why don't you think back to a time when God touched your life? Why don't you think back to when God moved and you encountered God? How many people here can think back almost instantly to that last thing that God did? And then there's something else that God did. And God set them up with this job. And God set them up with this thing. And God moved when this was happening. And God moved. The other week I was so excited and I shared this. Um, and I was excited because Ruth, my little Ruthie, experienced something of God. So she had a wart on her foot. 
And this wart was as big as a five cent piece and she hates things that aren't right. Mia would just be like, yeah, whatever, I don't care. But not Ruth. If it, if it, if it doesn't feel right and she's wearing the clothes or if the hair is, is something, she, not, she will have a short circuit. Mia can just wear like one. She went to go ice skating yesterday and she put on two different gloves to go on the ice skate and she didn't care. She's like, yeah, it works. It's fine. I'll be warm. Ruth would just be like, they're not the same. Anyway, so she has this wart, and we, we, um, we said, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll pray. She's been to the, the, she went to the doctor with Sarah for something. The doctor had a look at it. She said, oh, yeah, probably take two or three years. It'll be all right. Um, you know, it'll just fade away. It'll go away. But she hates it. She doesn't like it. So I say, let's pray. And I don't really have faith. I just think, oh, you'll go through it. It'll be right. It'll go in a couple of years. I don't really have faith for it. I'm thinking, all right, we pray. So I pray a hopeless prayer, don't I? As a father, good on your dad. And... Um, uh, and anyway, a couple of weeks go by, and she, she's, she's still a bit emotional about it. So, okay, come on, let's pray. And I just pray with her, and we pray together. And the next thing, you know, a couple of days go by, I think it was about a week, and she comes running out, and she's like, it fell off. Dad, it fell off. Look. I said, God, God healed you of it. It could have been there for years, but God healed you. It just fell off. And then she dropped it, and she lost it on the rug, and I couldn't find it. I know. And uh, nice. Anyway. Just a dead ward anyway. Who cares? But a fantastic experience for a little girl. Why? Not because of a little miracle, but because, because of the experience of God's nature. Truth would say, you are healed in Jesus' name. Maybe help me in my unbelief or wherever I'm at, help me to believe. But the experience is in the grace of God. It's in the nature of God. It's not just about the sign. The signs just will come and go, but the nature of God. Now she can say that, oh yeah, God is good. She can say that because she's had this experience. Oh yeah, God is good because she's had what? She's had an experience with God where we prayed for something that wasn't right. So we prayed for truth and the experience of grace came. And grace is, is, is just fantastic. We're all swimming in it. We're just you could talk for the rest of the year on grace. Keep talking forever about grace, God's grace. He wants you to be having these experiences of truth so that you can say, God is good. God is gracious. He is kind. I receive undeserved favour from God. That's what grace is. Grace is God's undeserved favour. God's unmerited blessing. Blessing on blessing on blessing. When you don't deserve it, you know what? He will bless you. When you are good, if you're not good, He will bless you. He will bless you and He will give you what is good. And He knows. He's really, really smart. He knows what's good for you. And He wants to put grace and the experience of truth, the truth and grace working together within you. And truth and grace are given to us through resurrection power of the cross of Jesus Christ. His undeserved favour, His gracious love, Him, so that you can say, God is good. We hope you've enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net.